1: great to be back with you folks with me as always my friend uh my cohort in all things podcast uh stephanie so stephanie catch us up man so it's a it's a tuesday morning you know uh, yep. wh- what's your tuesday mornings look like
2: tuesdays are crazy around here um not that every day isn't crazy to a certain extent but um tuesday are tuesdays are violin lesson day so um i Um, let's see how many kids currently. So four of the kids now are in violin. It used to be five. Now it's four. Um, And so we drive to violin lessons. That takes several hours. So we're pretty much gone for at least four hours on Tuesdays for violin lessons. And um, so that kind of takes up a huge chunk of the day. Um, this, This week, it's been working with people the rest of the day. Um, from morning from first thing in the morning, all the way till after the kids were in bed. Um, so that's just, it's just life. And then, you know, this guy I work with sent me this song a few days ago. Did you work on that lately? I worked on it last night. It's, it's a work in progress. It's, it's kind of like writer's block. And so I really have to ask the Lord because I, I know we both have the same vision, It's getting that vision on the paper, and I hate it when my brain just shuts down and is like, nope, you did one verse. That's all I'm giving you tonight. Um, But I've had other songs that were that way, and I struggled a few days, and then boom, one day, in 10 minutes, it's done. Yeah. the Lord's just got to give so, that breakthrough. So if-
1: just, just so you folks know, this song is named A New Heart. So Stephanie was given a new heart as from God, as we all can get. Talks about it in the book of Ezekiel. Talks about it in a lot of places. Actually, there's five verses in the song that I sent, Stephanie. You know, I rewrote yes. the verses. Yes, well, I,
2: I, have, I have condensed
1: one of them already. Oh, okay. So we're probably at four <laughs> verses now. But anyway, it's that's what happens with songs. So uh, look forward to that. We always try to bring at least one new song to camp, and I think we We're going to, I think the Lord's going to allow that to happen. So pray about that and, uh, and those songs. And so Stephanie, we've been cruising along here. We've actually made it to Proverbs chapter 25, the 25th proverb. But before we do that, we always have a word of the day or something of the day. And the word I want to cover, we're always hearing the word glory. You know, you hear people Mm -hmm. say it. that's a, another version of amen for some people. Well, glory, you know, it's a, it's a good word. It's you know, we know that it's it's like honor, it's like, you know, high renown, it's it's a great thing, you're bringing glory to things, the Bible talks about it, In the glory which thou givest me, I have given them, and they may meet even as are one, whether therefore you eat or whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God, so when we're looking at that thing for the glory of God, so for the beauty of God, for the power of God, for God's Majesty, the highest esteem possible for the worship of God. I mean, that's what I'm thinking, Stephanie. This is kind of hard because mm-hmm. you can't you can't open up Webster's Dictionary and get a good idea of what glory is biblically. But I've always thought, and I, my mind goes back to Bible college, seminary, or whatever, when we talked about the word glory as being. Parts of worship, parts of highly esteeming God, parts of loving him, parts of high, high in him and holding him in the highest level of respect and honor. I mean, what are you thinking about when you think of that word honor?
2: Honor and glory, giving that to the Lord. Oh,
1: man, I said honor, didn't it? Yeah, glory. Yeah,
2: that's okay. They go together, I think, in the sense of when you're when you're glorifying God. Um <sighs> Whenever I think of the glory of God, the first verse that always comes to mind is Revelation four eleven. Thou art worthy, um, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure, they are and were created. And the idea that glorifying God is to be our um, foundational belt of truth, truth. When you look at the Christian armor um, and what everything else is built around with the Christian armor is that belt of truth. And First 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, whether therefore ye eat or drink. or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And that idea where our consuming passion, our ultimate goal, no matter our vocation, no matter seasons of life that come or go, our ultimate, our ultimate, like... What yeah. we are living and breathing for right. is to glorify God. And when that's the case, so many other things, does it mean everybody's always going to agree? No, but but God, that's where God sees the heart and understands that we're humans, that we're not all the same. But God sees our heart. And if our ultimate desire is to glorify God, the ways he will move with his unseen hand so that we can glorify him because he knows that's our desire. It's like David being a man after God's own heart. When you go through the Psalms, God knew that was David's heart. And that's why when, even when Nathan went to him and confronted him and had to call him out for being a murderer and an adulterer and a deceiver, even when David had to call him out for those things, I mean, Nathan had to call out David, God knew David's heart. Mm. And that, that idea that, at our base, root, foundational, you know, rock we stand on, it's glorifying God. And that will change everything about how you operate in your life.
1: Yeah, and we, we need to remember, and this is hard for those of us who've been hurt, Stephanie. This is hard for people with hypervigilance. This is hard yeah. for people with PTSD. This is hard for yeah. people who've been messed over to realize that our whole existence in these trials we've been through. Now, gotta be part of the bigger good, which is, you know, the whole reason we live, the whole reason there's a world is that we bring honor and glory to God. That's why our lives are yeah. here. Now, there's many ways we do that. We do that by being Christians through our, our relationships, through our church memberships, through, you know, we can name more and more everything we do in life, through our trip to the Starbucks out here. You know, we do yeah. that all to bring glory to God. As Christians, we do things differently. and uh, But the whole purpose of our life, people are saying, well, what's the will of God for my life? Well, the will of God for everybody is to bring honor honor and glory to them. And so I I think we need to remember that. And I thought that was good. I I like the idea that uh, if we could stop and bring glory to God in all we do, if we can take these trials, if we can take this terrible hurt, if we can take the reason that you ought to get a new heart from God, if we can take the reason that some of us have to crawl to the cross and say, God, enough, if we can take the reason why we're so paranoid, why we're so insecure, why we're so fearful, if we can take the reason why some are suicidal if we can take the reason of guilt and survivor's guilt, if we could take the reason of being apathetic and lazy, if we could take all those reasons and have God help us through his word and turn this into something that's awesome for God. Mm. And in some way, and I've always hated this expression, be a trophy of God's grace in some way, not for God, not for us to lay that crown at his feet, man. I mean, then, then we're cooking with oil. And I think that's what glory is all about just realizing, all the glory goes to God. All the glory goes to God. That's where we're at. That's where we're going. I can't believe, Stephanie, we're on the 25th Proverb, moving along through the book of Proverbs. We we seem to have picked up a nice level speed here in the book of Proverbs. And Yeah, to,
2: we've actually gone beyond one verse or two
1: verses. I mean, there's times <laughs> we're just amazing. I think we're gonna do five coming out of the shoot here. And, <laughs> and I, I actually think that that the way God has put these verses together has been a big help to us. So I'm going to start with one, then we're going to hop to two through five. But if you look at this first verse, it says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, which the man of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. So there's not a lot there. You know, we just know mm-hmm. here, here's, here's some stuff. And, and, you know, Hezekiah, the king, copied these things out. We, we know he was part of a lot of things going on. And, and so it, it's, I think it's cool that God gives us history. I think it's great that we know the history of that. But then looking at 2 through 5, I'm at least going to read it and probably say a word or two, then we'll go to commercial and let Stephanie take over from there. But if you look at verses 2 through 5, it said, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of the kings is to search out a matter. The heaven for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings is unsearchable, take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne shall be established in righteousness. I'm looking forward to Stephanie talking about verse four there in just a couple minutes after commercial. But there's so much there, and taking away the dross, taking away the scum off the steel when you're when that steelsmith is working on it and leaving that pure, wonderful steel, and and you know making it part of something mm-hmm. uh, that's beautiful that you can wear as a wedding ring or you can use as a shield, and making it part of something that's just magnificent. But if we look, if we come right out. And uh, uh, you know there are many mysteries, spiritual mysteries in the Bible, and and God has concealed some of those. And and I think one expression is we can never understand wholly, even though we just talked about that word. I think we can never wholly understand glory. And uh, yeah, and and you know when it talks about the glory uh, of kings or we could say of great men and things like that, is to search out these things and, you know, and what God has concealed or to try to know more. We see it all the time, don't we? And, and this, it speaks of, you know, there's a pursuit that's constantly going on. And sadly, that's where a lot of Gnostics and, and people come along that are against the scripture or want to throw doubt into our lives and things of that nature. And, but part of the glory of God is to conceal these things. So, so the heart of Kings are unsearchable that's just the bottom line. And, you know, and, and I want to leave that verse 4 for Stephanie right now when we come back for uh, from the radios mm-hmm. identifying themselves because we studied out this verse before as part of a bigger study. Then take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne shall be established in righteousness. So if we can stop having people try to overrule God, try to understand more things, try to understand glory, try to do things. Boy, then, you know, things can change when a king just follows <laughs> God's rules. That's, that's what it's all about. We need to follow God's rules in the United States of America. Hey, folks, we're just going to go ahead and let the stations do what they do, and we'll be right back. Well, it's great to have you with us. Stephanie, we looked at those first five verses and really dealing with uh, two through five. What's coming to your head and your mind right now?
2: Well, it's interesting to me that in connection, after verses that talk about the glory of God, searching out a matter, all of this and the timeliness of this is insane Yeah. Um, sure. for, for life right now but after that verse 4 says take away the dross from the silver and there shall come forth a vessel for the fine a vessel for the finer and when i look at this yeah. in light of my life right now it's very easy to um, it's very easy sometimes to get used to the dross yeah because it's become a part for those of us who have been through trauma and been through abuse on any level. Um, but when you've been through abuse, and to a certain extent, I think there is, um, I, this, I'm just learning so much right now about how all the different kinds of abuse are often very much tied together. And in my life, I had separated them apart
1: yeah.
2: to, to survive. And that was how I coped was to separate them and to compartmentalize and make one. That's how you deal with the pain sometimes, I think. And so the dross becomes a part of you. And it becomes a part of your identity in a way that, in my case, took years Mm. to identify it. Yeah. And... But what I'm getting to see God do is take away that dross. And I'm getting to see beauty in life that I didn't think I would ever get to see because I didn't think I was worthy of it or that God could never heal me that much. And so no matter how much I had prayed for beauty or prayed for certain things, and even though I knew God could do it, I didn't believe he could do it for me when the rubber met the road. And it was because there was so much dross on there and it wasn't dross that I chose, but it was there nonetheless. And so to come to that point of saying, God, take it away and I'll do the hard thing. I'll do, I'll do what is going to kill me because that's what I've got to do to get to that point. It makes this verse come alive because To see that dross removed leaves me going, this is who I am. Right. You know, it's it's an incredible thing. And I think of Job and how he, in the midst of all of his trials that he went through, things that were not Mm -hmm. his choosing either. What God did as he purged him and took him through that purifying fire to where Job could say, when he's tried me, I'll come forth as gold. And that's that's what I see in this verse. It's talking about silver in this verse. But that same idea of being bought, brought forth a vessel that's better, a vessel that can mirror Jesus so much more than they could with all the dross. And that is just, mm. it hurts. And it's not fun But that's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 is all about, being transformed into the image of his son. It's about having that dross removed. And it doesn't mean it's sin. Um, I think it's very important to understand that, yes, our own sin does cause a lot of dross. But we live in a sick, evil world. And sometimes people do things and they smear you with a lot of dross Yeah, that's in their lives. They and try to, to see put God their scum take,
1: on you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And to see God take that away, it really is miraculous.
1: Yeah. And so the whole idea behind this dross is, you know, we know that when, when you molt good steel or fine metals, you have gold and you have silver and things like that. And when you melt them, when you boil them, when you melt them down at the top of this steel shows up all these bad minerals, all the scum, all the dirt, all the impurities. And then the, the steel Smith or the blacksmith scrapes all that away. And so the comparison here that Stephanie's talking about right now is what God does in our lives. What God does in our lives is sometimes those trials put all this heat on us. And and in a way, we literally melt and all the scum and bad stuff and dirt and wicked. Uh, It gets scraped away. And, uh, and then God makes us a finer instrument. And I don't know why he does that. And it's all to his glory. He, he makes us somebody that, you know, gets to live on and maybe be a little bit shinier in our life, shining God, not us. Uh, but he gets rid of a lot of that scum in our life. And if you think back, a lot of you who recently got saved and stuff, look at the scum that God's pulling out of your life right now. Look at the dross that's been, you know, yanked out of your life. And that's what God does for us. And for those people who are just starting with their PTSD journey and they're trying to work their way through it by their own means and within their own head. And they're, you know, the biggest problem we have, Stephanie, with helping people with PTSD, the number one biggest problem we have is people not willing to admit what's going on with them, not willing to admit people in their life before who've given them advice and stuff stink, not willing to admit that people in their life who've given them good advice stink and they don't realize that they had it right, and not willing to admit that it takes God to get better it takes a change you can't be that same person and have after you get the dry scraped off your stephanie you just can't do it yeah yeah you're clean
2: yeah well and to understand this is a supernatural thing we live in uh you know i can do this society i can do this all by myself i can be the independent american well guess what (laughs) this kind of Dross removal is not something anybody can do on their own. This is only something that can happen through the refiner doing his work in our lives. Through God.
1: Yeah. Yes. And uh, and and you got to let them refine you. I am the potter. He is the potter. I am the clay. That old yeah. song is: Let's put ourselves in God's hands. Let's God shape what our lives look like. Let's God shape what our relationships look like. Let God shape what our heart looks like. Let God shape <coughs> what our mind thinks like. You know, we could go on through all this, but the truth is, we're trying. We got to try every, and we're going to fall short once in a while. I'm just going to be clear: we're we're sinners. Mm-hmm. But as you know. If we're giving God everything, I'm telling yeah. you, he gives us everything back. He gives us all we need. When the Holy Spirit of God indwells within somebody's heart, that's all you need. Everything you need is right there to live a health. And you know, when God starts prompting you and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing this, or hey, you're driving too fast, or or hey, that person you know over there may not be the person you think they are. We've all been prompted with that over the years. And 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 when you have the Holy Spirit of God, that's what the Holy Spirit of God is there for is to separate the emotion from the, the godly, separate the emotion from the biblical, separate the scum from the steel, separate that draw, scrape it off so it's shiny and beautiful and, and, and a trophy for God and something that can be used for God and something that can earn a crown to lay at Christ's feet. I mean, isn't that the goal, Stephanie? The goal is to yeah. get better every day.
2: <clears throat> right, to be taking steps toward healing, not taking steps away from it. Um, God doesn't give us armor for our back, yeah. And he he, there's a sense um, in which when you take that first step of faith, and then that second step, you know, even if they're they seem so minute, and um, I always try to encourage ladies with that because sometimes it may feel like you didn't even move, but you did. If you take a step of faith. God says he honors faith the size of a mustard seed, that it can move mountains. And that's what I've watched happen in my life, is God move mountain ranges that I really thought were going to be there for eternity. And that's incredible when God does something like that in your life.
1: Yeah, but you got to you, you got to sell out, and that's what Stephanie's yes. telling us here. You can't. Yeah. This this isn't something that just morphs into being. This is that surrender. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present <laughs> your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That that my body's going to be holy and acceptable. That my thought life is going to be holy and acceptable. That my everything, whether I'm at work, whether I'm speeding down the road, whether someone's chasing me, whether someone's trying to beat me up, I need to be holy and acceptable. And folks, yes. that, that's probably a good place for us to come right up against our time anyway. We sure do love you folks. And listen, we'd love to talk to you. You can find us at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Helpful Wounded Spirit TV shows are out there. You can uh, you can hook up with us, start a group at your church, do all kinds of things. Send me an email at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Uh, we'll make sure we get back to you. And uh, it's our honor, again, to come into your presence, to be able to come across this broadcast. We sure do love you folks. We hope you have a great day. And hey, we with that smile that only God can give today. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus.